Church Podcast. Let's go. What's up, everybody? This is Nate Felkel here, your host of Sojourn's Not Church Podcast. I am so glad to be back. I am glad for year two of this. So welcome or welcome back. Uh, We are so excited to get this thing rolling again. It is going to be a great year. We've already had a great start to our first couple weeks back at Rhode Island College and and all the schools that we're at. So it's just it is exciting to be back and to be recording. I'm excited for, for season two of Not Church. It's going to be some fun recording, talking to people, sharing ideas, and ultimately just getting conversations rolling and get us talking and thinking about things that sometimes are awkward to talk about, but still very, very important. But before we get into all that important stuff, I, I just want to share with you guys an update about just kind of what's been going on in my life because it's been a while, but... Uh, so over the summer, my wife and I, we had our second kid, so that was exciting. His name is Jax, and it's just been fun to be a father again. <laughs> um, I guess I never stopped being a father, but one of the things that's just cool is that we have a four-year-old and now a like seven, eight-week-year-old, and what's cool is just to see our daughter just love and care for our son it is just exciting to see. I am continually just taking pictures of both of them because she'll be just hanging out with him or um, trying to hug him kiss him just care for him and she'll just be like hi Jax I'm your sister and just says that to him like all day every day so that's adorable to see I think the other big exciting thing is that for this year at Sojourn like I have two new awesome people working with me Um, their names are Angelica and Deanna and it's been so cool to just see people that care about others want to come and join sojourn and just working and caring for for college students so anyway that's a little bit about the the past summer i'm sure like i'll be sharing stories throughout this uh our time together that connect back to lowe's because those are the big things going on in my life but you know if this is your first time or first time back and you you forgot what Not Church is all about or what Sojourn's all about, we're we're just a group of people that we want to create a community where we can explore faith and talk about deeper life issues. And I use the terms explore faith purposefully because too many times I think faith is something that one is awkward to talk about or two People will just shove it in your face and say, this is what you need to believe. If you disagree with me, you're wrong. And obviously we all have opinions. I have an opinion and I obviously think my opinion's right. And so if your opinion's different than mine, I think you're wrong. Okay. But even though that that's true, I think it's very arrogant to say that I have the answers to everything or that I couldn't learn something for you from you. And, and so this is why we say explore faith because Faith is such a complicated, deep issue that nobody knows 100% of everything. And so we should be exploring that together. Oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes people's experience with faith communities, typically churches, 
uh, they can be positive or they can be negative. And sadly, I think there's been a lot of negative church experiences for a lot of people. And so the reason we call this not church is not that we're against church, but we're against churches that hurt people. And we're against uh, churches that maybe elevate themselves over other people. But I don't think that's every church. But the reason we call this not church is because we want it to be a little different than what you would experience at church. We want it to be a conversation starter. We want it to be, um, we want to explore faith. Like we want you to be able to ask questions, to give us feedback. We want to make sure that like <laughs> we're respectful for everything. And again, when I say some of these things, I would hope that that was people's experience in church. But the reality is, is that I don't think it is. And so we're going to have conversations that I think for many people they feel like would not happen in church, hence the term not church, but we would hope that, that we can be a community where, where those can happen. Um, one of the things that, that just continually just amazes me is how people can use faith or religion to hurt other people. And and I think so many times that that's what people have experienced on some personal level or maybe vicariously through other people. And that is just, I don't know, it just blows my mind. Um, and obviously when that happens, like people, it, it hurts. People get frustrated and they get upset and, and they lose their faith. And, and I understand that because, you know, if you have a bad experience with something, you're like, well, I don't want to repeat that. And so... So you try to avoid it, and that's what we do anywhere else. I go and get my oil changed somewhere, and they screw me over. I'm not going back there. But with with faith, it's even bigger than that because there's times... Somebody just recently told me this. That like Somebody told me a story about how when they were a little kid, they they lied in church. They were, they were chewing sunflower seeds, and they weren't supposed to, and so then they hit it. It's kind of funny, and then they lied about doing it, and this person told me that even as a little kid, they were like, oh shit, like, I'm lying in church, God probably hates me, and, and like, at a young age, that, that was the feeling that this person got, and I, I, the stories are like, kind of funny now as an adult, but, because as a little kid with something silly, like sunflower scenes, but I think that same mentality carries into adulthood. That there's something about that when we have a negative experience with faith, we're like, well, God sucks. God's not real. If he is real, he doesn't like me because all these religious people that seem to, they think they're connected to God, they don't like me. So maybe God doesn't like me. Like, I mean, there's just so many big assumptions we make or so many big conclusions we make based on our experience with different faith communities. Because oftentimes our faith is anchored to how somebody treats us, what somebody says, uh, how, a, how a church community operates, with just things that they do. I've heard stories, and these break my heart, but I've heard stories like, you know, church was fine. We felt like we kind of fit in. And then my parents got divorced. And once my parents got divorced, the church didn't accept us. Or that church was fine, but then my brother came out of the closet and said he was gay and now nobody in that church will talk to me. And we hear stories like this and, and a part of us is like something inside of us is like, well, that's wrong. Screw you for, for treating somebody that way. But 
then the conclusion we can make is, well, if this is how these people act, then then maybe God doesn't like me, or maybe God isn't real, or I'm not, or if he, I don't want to believe in a God like that. And so many times that's that's what we're anchoring our faith to, and and it makes sense. I mean, that's people like me that talk about faith and religion and Jesus and God. Like we get all these things swirling, and we, I mean, look. Lord knows I'm a hothead, and so I just I can just talk and just say stuff, and and if I hurt somebody and you think I'm representing God and I hurt you, then then yeah, maybe maybe uh, it leads you to a conclusion about God. But what I uh, what I want to look at is like what is it that we are anchoring our faith to? Because this is the thing: as I share some of those examples, you may be that one of those examples that might be you. Or it might be your friend, or somebody that you know, or you might think of a different example. But I constantly see that this is the predominant headline or reputation that Christians have, and and it breaks my heart because I I understand where it comes from. It's not like people are just making it up and be mean, but I know that people with the term that say that they're a Christian that they have the reputation of being mean, being judgmental, being angry, hating gay people, uh, hating divorce, hating just like, just thinking they're better than everybody else. I know that that's the reputation they have. And so consequently, if anybody has faith anchored to that, then they experience these negative things and they lose their faith. And that makes sense to us. And, and it makes sense to me. But the thing that I want us to explore for a couple of minutes and this is going to be a jumping off point for where we're going to go throughout the year with not church. But what is it that we're actually anchoring our faith to? Because if you're going to walk away from faith, um, or you feel like you're losing your faith, or you're not sure you want to ever have faith again, um, and somebody's forcing you to listen to this podcast, maybe me. Um, but if you feel like you you lost your faith, losing it, whatever, um, I think the question to explore is like, is what is it tied to? What is what is it that you're saying you have faith in? Because the thing that fascinates me is that the term Christian, whenever I say the word Christian right now, you have something in your mind you're thinking of. Maybe it's positive, maybe it's negative, maybe it's neutral, maybe it's why the freak am I listening to this podcast, whatever. You have something in mind when I say the word Christian. But what it's so interesting to me is that the Christian is never defined in the Bible, okay? And even when I say the Bible, you're like, well, something comes to mind, and you're like, well, why the freak? I don't even know if that Nate's telling the truth, but I'm not going to fact check him because I'm never going to read my Bible. Or other people are like, there's no way that's true, and they're pulling their Bible out and trying to prove me wrong. But at no point is the term Christian defined in the Bible. It only shows up three times and was typically used as a derogatory term. And so, consequently, what I think some of a big confusion that happens is that the term Christian can mean whatever you want it to mean. Because you can say, I'm a Christian and I do this, this, and this. Or I'm a Christian and I think that this, this, and this. And, and so you have so many people with a wide range of thoughts and beliefs. And they all say, but I'm a Christian. And so then, if you're an outsider, if you're somebody looking at this and evaluating it, it totally makes sense why you're like, well, these Christians are jerks, and like these Christians, like, and I mean, and so you're like, well, then all Christians are. But part of why that confusion exists is because there's never 
a clear definition of what it means to be a Christian. The term that, and this should kind of terrify you if you're somebody that says you are a Christian, but the term that Jesus used to describe people that followed him was the term disciple. And I know it's kind of a churchy word, but the term disciple literally means a follower or somebody that, that they defer to, that they that they say, you know, however you would handle this, that's how I'm going to handle it. And so think about this in context of our conversation is that if everybody that said they were Christian actually said, okay, by Christian what I mean is that I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to, I'm going to think about and evaluate all my decisions through the filter of what Jesus said, then, then I think the world would be a different place. And you may not believe me because you may be like, Nate, I've met one too many Christians and that's just not true. But I want to give you um, a couple of quick examples if you'll let me. So first, one of the things that we said that I know is a common, common reputation among Christians or about Christians is that Christians are judgmental. And I think that comes from things like, you know, we look down on other people like, oh, really? You had a kid out of wedlock? That's not good. Or oh, you moved in with your boyfriend, like, don't you know that's wrong? Don't you know you shouldn't do that? And we love to point out what's wrong in other people. But check this out. Jesus, one time when he was talking, this went, and, and I'm pulling this from um, a chapter in Matthew, Matthew 7. And if you ever want to fact check this, I would love for you to go do that. But this is commonly called Sermon on the Mount, and is a conversation that Jesus had that he would have said over and over again. Like this is, we read this as if it happened one time, but it's probably something that he said over and over and over again, and it was kind of like his big thesis statement. Like, guys, if you want to know what I'm about, here are the things, and he covers several different topics. But I just want to look at just a, a couple of them. But this first one, you know, Christians are known for judging others. Listen to the words that Jesus says here. He says, do not judge. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Jesus, your people ain't listening. All right. Okay. We're only three words in and I can already tell you, Jesus, your people ain't listening. All right. But listen, this is, this is very fascinating and funny. He says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He then gives an illustration that's kind of funny to think about and comical, but, but it's a serious point. He says, Why do you look at a speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite. First, take out the plank of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And I just want to evaluate this, that like, you can think that this whole Jesus, God stuff is BS and whatever, and I'm just huffing puffing again. I'm forcing you to listen to this. You can think that, and that's, that's fine. I, I, I understand being there. But I want you to think about that, like, what if people actually live this way? What if we didn't judge others? What if we looked at ourselves and like, man, I need to work on myself so that I can eventually help somebody else? Because we all know we're struggling. We all know none of us are perfect, okay? But that none of us is perfect, that includes you. That's not just other people, that's you. That's me. 
I'm not perfect. But we love to look at other people and see what's wrong with them and tell them how to fix their own lives. But we don't even take our own advice sometimes that we give others. We don't even like to give ourselves advice. We make dumb decisions that if that person or other people are looking at them, like, what's wrong with you? We do that all the time. So imagine if everybody that you ever came into contact that was religious or considered themselves a Christian, imagine if they actually lived this way. What if they looked at you and instead of judging you, they were like, hey, if you ever need anything, let me know. And you could just tell that this person was working on themselves, trying to get better, and that they weren't judging you. They wanted you to know that if you need anything, they'd be there. I mean, imagine the world that would exist if we operated that way. Even just the people that said that they believe in Jesus believe that, okay? But yet, we're clearly not living up to that. I'll give you another quick one because... This is one of my favorites. Um, Jesus, uh, he, he, one of the time, one in, in this conversation, one of the things that he addresses is murder. Okay, so I don't know if you know this. Murder is typically a bad thing. You shouldn't do that. But he says this. He says, you've heard it said long ago that you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar and first go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Now, when we read that, I mean, it's kind of confusing. I don't get it. Jesus, are you saying being angry is the same as murdering somebody? Because I've never murdered somebody, but you should see what this person did to me. You would be angry too, Nate, if they ever did that to you. And I get that. But I think what Jesus is trying to address here is that that it's easy for us to be like, well, at least I didn't murder this person, but I'm never going to talk to them again because they make me angry and I just hate them. I constantly hear people say, I hate them. I'm cutting them out of my life. Well, <laughs> he then gives this illustration of going to make a sacrifice at the altar, which you would do in Jerusalem at the temple. And he's like, if you, there you remember that you have, that, that somebody has something against you, you need to go worry about that first. And what he's saying here is so dramatic because going to make a sacrifice took several days. Um, excuse me. Um, it would have taken several days. It would cost a lot of money. And so it would be foolish and silly to be like, oh, I remember somebody back home the five days that I've traveled to get here is upset with me. I'm going to go back, spend those five days back, get there, take care of that, and then come back here for another five days. Like Jesus is being dramatic. But the point he's making, and this is the key part, so if you're drowning out of everything I said, this is the key part, is that what Jesus is getting at is that your religious sacrifices, your religious things that you do, your religious practices, all of that is secondary to your relationship with people. That God, that Jesus is saying, your relationship with other people is more important than your religious duties, your religious practices, your religious operations. And I want us to again think about what if everybody that claimed to follow Jesus really lived and believed that? What if we got that right even half of the time? What type of world and reputation would we have? Because this is the thing, too many times the reputation is that Christians are selfish, that Christians 
hurt others, that Christians put their religion, their practice, their, hey, you need to make sure you pray a certain way. You need to make sure you give this amount of money. You need to make sure you do this, this, and this. Like we, There's so many rules that Christians love to put ahead of people that we forget about the people that the rules were actually even made for, that, that somehow we think that our religious stuff is more important than the people that that was created to for, for and created to help. And so I could go on and on, but I'll spare you because clearly I'm passionate about this. But the thing that I want to encourage you as we wrap up is that if you've walked away from faith, if you're walking away, or if you've left and you're maybe reconsidering, the thing that I would urge you to think about and to consider is what is the faith that you lost what is the faith you are losing or what is the faith you got rid of what was it anchored to because if it was anchored to church if it was anchored to a pastor if it was anchored to sojourn if it was anchored to me if it was anchored to anything else the bible um church anything besides jesus then it's going to let you down and I know that can sound strong, but I mean that because our faith, the faith that I want you to at least consider exploring is a faith that is tied to Jesus. Because even if you're not sure you believe all this, I think we all want it to be true that we would not judge others, that we would love our enemies, and that we would care for people first above everything else. Like I think we would all want that world to exist. And the thing that constantly is just breaking my heart is that that's the world Jesus came to create. And yet we can use those teachings of that that's the world he wanted to create and we can use that to hurt other people. And what do I mean by hurt other people? I recently was talking about these two examples that I just shared with you guys with some friends. And when I read them, I asked people to think about, like, I was like, what do you, do you think? And they, when they read it, they're like, well, these are just some rules I need to follow. Like, the murder one, like, okay, I know not to murder, but now I need to not be angry because if I'm angry, I suck. Or the judging other people one, like, yeah, I can't judge other people or I suck. And what is so striking to me is that I think when Jesus was saying these, what he was trying to point out is he was trying to elevate people's worth. So in the murder one, murdering somebody, we can obviously tell that, <laughs> that's not valuing them but jesus is trying to get a point across that when you're angry at somebody you're also devaluing them and if you're putting your religion first you're devaluing them or in the judging others obviously when you judge somebody you devalue them and jesus is saying i don't want that to happen anymore i want us to elevate to encourage to empower people that's the world that that jesus wanted to create and that's the world you want to live in you want to be on the receiving end of that you want people to encourage you, to empower you, to say, you got this. And yet too many times people in the name of Jesus use Jesus, the Bible, churches to to do the opposite, to devalue people. And, and that is so frustrating. But instead of just getting angry and mad and bitter about that, what I hope that you will explore is that that type of faith is anchored to something else. I don't know what it is. And if you ever had faith in that and you lost it or losing it or did lose it, then get rid of that. That's fine. But 
ex- but when you explore faith, explore a faith that's anchored to Jesus and what Jesus actually said. Not what Nate's saying, not what anybody else says, but what is it that Jesus is trying to communicate? Because that is a faith that, as we'll see in the coming weeks, is tougher than anything that has ever existed in this world because that is a faith that honestly shouldn't even still be around today but is because as we close we talked about so many negative like stereotypes and stuff but i hope and if you and if you haven't had this experience it it makes me sad and breaks my heart but there are people that you do respect that are encouraging that are empowering and and those people, regardless of what they believe about faith or Jesus, those are the people that are closer to understanding what Jesus tried to say. And that is the world that I think we should strive for. So as you think about this, as you're like, man, Nate, that's a bunch of BS or, oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Just whatever you you think, I I would just hope that as you kind of think through this, that, that you would see that, <laughs> that, just exploring that question of what is our faith anchored to because that is the key question that can guide you through life so anyway thank you guys so much so glad for for not church um for this opportunity and and it's going to be an exciting season so i got really passionate about that um but in the coming weeks we'll i will be interviewing people so that's going to be exciting i will hopefully have several students um some friends of mine will try getting as many people on here as possible and and it will be a good time just exploring faith asking questions i would love if you guys joined our facebook or instagram it's just at sojourn rick um you can send us messages there and say hey you guys should talk about this or that was stupid nate why'd you make such a dumb point whatever you want to say you can say it there you can leave comments um on our on on anything that you see and we'd love to hear from you about what you think about this podcast so if you're a student at at rick and if you don't know what rick is you're probably not a student there so don't worry about this but if you are a student at rick we'd love to see you at 703 which is just a weekly fun thing that we do every wednesday night at 703 we'd love to see you there for instance we play volleyball i think that's what we're doing to the night that i'm recording this we're gonna play volleyball play tons of games sometimes we do pumpkin painting just something fun each week and so you can find that on our instagram and facebook pages as well so we'd love to see you there but the most important thing is that you guys stay awesome all right can you do that for me you stay awesome peace (laughs) 